What's up, everyone? Welcome to the NG Ingwen Show. My name is John Drummond, or Yang Haowen. Hi, 大家好，欢迎回到 NG Ingwen. 我是 Stephanie. 今天来宾是一位很帅气的德国人。那他目前是一个台湾新创 podcast 的主持人，同时也在念全英语的管理硕士学位。接下来就让我们来欢迎 Benjamin. Today I am joined by this handsome German. He is a podcast host of a startup entrepreneurial podcast here in Taiwan. He is a GMBA student. He is a lifelong learner, and so much more. So, everyone, please welcome Benjamin. Thanks, man. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, dude. So I think we met because I was stalking you on LinkedIn. Is that right? I think that was the way. I'm actually pretty active on LinkedIn. I'm always making some posts, and I think that's how we first had contact. Yeah, I think you you were putting out a pretty cool entrepreneurial podcast, and I realized like, oh my goodness, you you do a startup podcast here in Taiwan. Is that right? Exactly. I think you saw the first interview、uh, from Taiwan Startup Podcast with Case Engelin. Also, very interesting story. He's、um, he's running a business called Taitoma and helping. Smaller to medium-sized businesses to build their electronic products. Ah, I was always I've seen you know him and I are actually connected on LinkedIn, but I wasn't exactly sure what he does. So he basically is doing consultancy for small medium businesses.、Uh, kind of that, but it's actually actually already a large business. What he's doing, maybe already seventy employees around that.、Mm-hmm. He has a lot of employees in Colombia. Because he has like a very good relationship to the best technical university in Colombia. Very、uh-huh. interesting. Very interesting. So there's a lot of engineers there, and also a team in Taiwan. So he helps because Taiwan is very good at manufacturing. Yeah, right. So he helps、um, companies to build their product in in Taiwan, like、mm. communicating with the factories and building the product. So cool. So yes, you are saying this. This is a pretty new podcast that you are running. I never get to really talk to podcast hosts. So it's focused on starting up a business as a foreigner here in Taiwan. Is that right? That's one important point.、Mm. I'm I'm orienting、uh, on foreigners. Yeah, I want to also attract more foreigners to to come to Taiwan and maybe see that Taiwan is also a great place because I think there there's one advantage that's special to Taiwan is、um, Taiwan is a very small island, so it's easier maybe to test. Products, right, and to find a product market fit, and、mm. then then there's the electronic manufacturing advantage. If you want to build a product, and I think it's very easy to build prototypes and everything in Taiwan.、Mm-hmm. And but the other part I also want to do is help Taiwanese founders maybe do some promotion in 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 West and also get their name out of the out a bit in the other in the other side of the world, right? Yeah, man, it, that's that's a great incentive because. You now. We'll talk later in the show. You have German, you have English, and you have Chinese at your disposal, and you can really, hopefully, help Taiwanese companies maybe expand into Europe. Yeah, that would be a great idea. Yeah, man, it's super, super cool. Well, I wish you nothing but success, and、uh, yeah, if you need any guests on the show, please let me know. I'll, I'll send、sure. all my friends. <laughs> Thanks, man. I can also have an interview with you in the future. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Thinking too, then about. You have an interesting story, and we don't have too much time to get into too deep of the technical aspects of everything. But you now are here as a GMBA student. When you were originally maybe going to go to China, you were studying Chinese in Germany, and then COVID happened. So, can you share a little bit about that story and and what actually led you to Taiwan? Yeah, so I studied.、Um, I started my studies in like two thousand eighteen. 
after high school, right? And I studied in Germany business and Chinese. Mm. And I mostly chose this program in Germany because there was one exchange year. Um, and that exchange year normally would have happened in, in China. But then there was COVID in, I would have gone to China in 2020, in the summer of 2020. Okay, right. And I couldn't get a visa. At that time, it was impossible. I even worked um, some time for a German university, which had a subsidiary or a um, partner university in, mm. in, in China. They, and I taught Chinese students online and I hope that maybe I could get a working visa or some way of that, like something like that. But mm. also that didn't work. Mm. So yeah. I heard one professor, um, Professor Darimon, thanks. <laughs> she, she told me about maybe there is an opportunity to go to Taiwan. And then I Googled a bit and I found out, okay, maybe there's this university. I first contacted some universities and then they told me actually, um, Zuchi University told me there's this way maybe of getting a working holiday visa. Ah. I went to the Taiwanese embassy in Frankfurt and I got a visa in, in three days. Whoa. <laughs> yes. And, and I directly booked a flight. Two weeks later, I went to Taiwan. There was also some other stuff I had to do. I had to fight my university before a bit and wrote a letter to them so that they let me do the courses and let me go to Taiwan. <laughs> so there was also some fighting involved. <laughs> Very German of you right there. Like, I want to do this. <laughs> let me do it. <laughs> Absolutely. And, um, and then, yeah, I went to Taiwan. I had to do quarantine, right? Yeah. At that time, it was, that was uh, already May 2021. So I had to wait like still a year, right? Um, for that opportunity. And I was in quarantine. And at that time, Taiwan was still uh, zero COVID. Pretty much. That's well, right. Zero cases. COVID in May 2021. I, I, right. okay. I, I remember what's going to happen right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I was in quarantine. And I was like really happy and t told all my friends, oh, in Taiwan, the world is totally normal. While in Germany at that time, everyone was like, at that time, everyone was still pretty scared, right? Right, right. Same um, with the US, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I was in quarantine and watched Taiwanese television and I see suddenly the cases arising <laughs> while I'm in quarantine. <laughs> it was like some Australian pilot, they said, maybe it was also Taiwanese, you don't know, right? But, um, and I see like 20 cases, 40 cases, 70 cases, 100 cases every day, oh my like goodness. more and more cases. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then one week after my uh, current, um, during my quarantine, I even got a call suddenly, like in the morning that my hotel, because I think it was in the area where maybe there were oh, some, man. especially managed cases in Taipei, yeah, yeah. in the north of Taipei around Shilin. Okay. And in that time, there were maybe especially many cases. So they had to evacuate the hotel. <laughs> so, so your first moment, uh, you landed, you were doing the 14-day hotel quarantine. Yes. And then you basically got kicked out. You got evacuated of your quarantine hotel. Exactly. Wow. Welcome to Taiwan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's quite a story. And I remember it, too, because I was coming back from the U.S. And I was in the U.S. during that time. When I got the email basically saying, hey, anyone coming back to Taiwan now has to do 14 days in a, in a hotel. And I was so pissed because, you know, I have two dogs. I don't know if I told you I have oh, two dogs. And okay. I traveled for a few weeks to go see my family in the U.S. And I set up my house for quarantine. You know, I was already had all my food and everything. And I couldn't stay in my house for quarantine. And I had to pay full price for a quarantine hotel for two weeks. It was yeah, crazy. That's 
That's unlikely. Oh man, and it was right. At, it was the end of May. So no, okay. was it start of May? Maybe end of May. It was right around the time we probably you you were coming. Maybe we met at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> we probably did. <laughs> so cool, Ben. So thinking then, okay, now you're in Taiwan. You've been here for a little while. What's your future plans? What do you want to do here now, using your language skills and hopefully using your MBA? The future is already—it's always pretty hard, man, to to know what I want to do. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> But um, currently, I'm I'm focusing on still improving my Chinese. Mm -hmm. I'm doing some podcasting. I want to build up this podcast. I want to do two episodes per month. Nice. Um, just finding out some. Recording location in Taipei now. I uh, already recorded some episodes, but I have to improve the audio quality. Ah, oh, my my struggle doing, always. <laughs> um, and I'm also doing some courses right now in in Figma, in in design. Maybe I can do something regarding app development. And also, I maybe I'm I'm looking forward to get some internship in the summer, either in the in the semiconductor or maybe in the maybe for a German car company. Yeah, maybe it's a bit. It's a bit hard for for Germans to to um, settle down in a Taiwanese company, and also like it's it's always like that, right? The management in the end is is always um, national, mm -hmm. mostly. For sure, yeah, makes sense. And it's so cool, man. And I wish you nothing but success. And I love your attitude and how your 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 growth mindset. We love to say on the show, right? You're you're wanting to do stuff. You're wanting to have impact, and I believe you're going to do it, my man. 来宾说，他的 podcast 的目标族群是外国人。因为他希望可以让更多外国人来台湾，也让他们知道台湾其实很适合创业。因为台湾是一座小岛，所以可以轻易的测试你的产品，跟找到产品市场媒合度。那另外当然有电子跟制造业的优势，所以可以轻松的打造产品的原型 （prototype）。那来宾表示，他也希望可以帮助台湾的创始人推广他们的品牌到西方。那来宾在二零一八年高中毕业后开始学习中文的。那他当时大学主修商业跟中文，主要是因为他想要参与一个一年的交换学生计划。那他本来是会到中国交换，可是因为刚好2020年是疫情爆发的时候，所以他拿不到签证。那甚至还在线上教来自中国的学生，只为了申请看看工作签证，但也没有成功。所以后来他教授就跟他说，他可以试试看台湾。他就联络了一些大学之后，他们就跟他说，他有机会申请到打工度假签证。那后来他就到了法兰克福的台湾大使馆去申请，那他三天后就拿到了，所以就订了两周后的机票来到台湾。他还得写一封信给他的大学，请他们让他在台湾的期间继续就读。那他来到台湾之后还需要隔离，因为当时是2021年的5月。那台湾当时是零确诊案例的，他还很开心的跟朋友们分享这里的生活完全正常。没想到后来疫情就在台湾爆发了。那在一周后，他就收到隔离饭店的疏散 （evacuation） 通知。那他说，他现在专注在让他的中文进步，那同时也希望可以让他的 podcast 做起来，并且一个月出两集，还有提升他的音质。这也是为什么他也正在寻找录音空间。那他现在在学一些 Figma 设计相关的课程，因为他希望之后可以做一些跟应用程式相关的开发。那来宾也说，还蛮期待这个暑假能够拿到一些实习，或许是跟半导体相关，也有可能是跟德产汽车相关。那我们继续来听接下来的专访吧。Well, do you think we could switch gears a little bit to kind of share more of the story about your language? You know, you're speaking to me now in English, but that's not your mother language. You're here in Taiwan speaking Chinese. That's not your mother language. So take us on the journey. Maybe we can start with English. How did English develop for you in Germany? 
Yeah. So in Germany, most most uh, students they start learning English like at the age of six mm. to eight, maybe. Yeah. I think it was similar. I'm not actually not exactly sure. I had some private courses very early. Um, I don't know during my primary school age, maybe at six, seven, eight. And thanks to my mom for that. <laughs> I think that definitely shout out mom. That is definitely um, was very helpful for my English afterwards. Um, and then during high school, I had um, a bilingual bilingual uh, program, mm. and I had business management in English. And I also during that time we had to do an abroad internship. I originally wanted to go to China actually um, at that time, but. I couldn't because I was too young. I was 17 at that time. <laughs> so wow, you need to be 18. So I went to, and the only way where you, uh, the the only place you could go was England. That's uh, right. You went was, to England. That's right. I forgot. Um, yeah. So I, I did an internship at the Chamber of Commerce in the West Midlands. Nice. You know, the Worcestershire sauce. Yeah. I, <laughs> I love Worcestershire sauce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I did an internship there. It's so um, cool, man. And, and yeah. I think that was also very, um, helpful. Mm. Like this, this just, it was just one month, but like just getting this language environment was very helpful to, to speed up my, my language learning progress. Yeah, man. It's, it's a great point because, you were in England, you're working for then a company as an intern, and you had to speak English every day right there. I'm exactly. sure you didn't have any maybe small exposure to German at that time, right? Not not at all. Not at all. Yeah, maybe, there you go. There, there were two other German um, classmates and friends. Um, of course, sometimes we talk German, but most of the time, and, and I also, maybe it's a bit of my personality, I always try to talk to the people, right? Nice. I always try to reach out and um, ask questions mm. and, and try to listen. Mm. Um, so I think that definitely that attitude definitely helps for learning a language. Oh yeah, putting yourself out there, right? Not being shy to make mistakes and putting yourself in the environment, man. You were doing it, and I'm so curious too because you were learning Chinese then in Germany, and how did you have that insight that Chinese would be such a valuable language to you? I think that's also a great story. Like I think my grandfather doing when i have your grandfather <laughs> he, when i was a child right he always <laughs> told me china is there's so many chinese on this world ah oh, they're expanding they're, they're growing so quickly they will rule the world <laughs> and, and germany also has a very strong um interconnect the german economy is very strong interconnected with the chinese mm, economy right. right a lot of manufacturing um, and exactly <clears throat> volkswagen has its largest uh, revenue share in that's in right china. And um, so that was the, the the original reason, I guess. Shout out to your mother and shout out to your grandfather. Great genes here. Yeah, we're going to shout out a lot of people today. I love it. <laughs> and, That's my favorite thing to do on this show. Okay, nice. And um, then I I still ended up in Taiwan, and I, I still really enjoy it now, right? Mm. I'm, I'm happy that I that I ended up here because I think it's a great place. And um, yeah, really happy to be here. Nice, man. And so from a language acquisition standpoint, can you think about maybe what helped your Chinese that might have been different from maybe your English? Because you were younger when you were learning English, right? Maybe you were just watching TV or maybe speaking a little bit with your mother, as you said, or had the classes. But Chinese was different. You were more of a, a young man, a, a, an adolescent. Do you remember anything that helped you differently with Chinese now? So I think the most important aspect for me was still the the language environment, mm. um, because actually when I was in Germany, I was 
absolutely an average student in in Chinese. Maybe because I wasn't also the hard most hardworking. I don't know sometimes. Um, Me too. <laughs> <laughs> for learning, like especially like writing, yeah, and yeah. I still cannot really. I can type, but I I often kind of gave up a bit to to write, <laughs> to really like with a pen, right? So for me, it was really just uh, getting exposed to the language environment. Mm. What is different is, of course, German and English are related languages. So I think, of course, firstly for German, it's it's much easier mm. to learn English than Chinese. Right. Yeah, right. I would say right. <laughs> Um, also, especially because the grammar and and one important thing, um, I recently had a call with uh, Jamie Roof from Taiwan Impact Entrepreneurs. Right? Uh, can we shout out another person? <laughs> yes, we can. Shout out Jamie, Taiwan Impact Entrepreneurs. Let's go. <laughs> and he's also he's I think he's incredible in in Chinese. Right? Mm, he yes. even worked for the for the Foxconn. Um, CEO for some. That's right. He was a uh, like an executive assistant for them. I think yes, that's great. And like the Fox one has like I don't know five hundred thousand employees or something. Right? <laughs> it's Serious, gigantic. And um, he told me that learning Chinese is also because the the, the one important aspect is actually the tones, right? The shengdiao, mm -hmm. like the to spell out the correct sounds. Because otherwise, there might be very easy you might have misunderstanding. And I think because we have a different. Um, muscles mm. we have different sounds in our languages in our western languages it's very important to repeat special sounds and maybe to to read a text um to speak it out and also to at the same time listen to some recording of maybe ideally a native speaker yeah um and then try to improve and repeat um this text or especially the vocabulary that they are struggling with mm. to build up that muscle memory yeah man do you well well said shout out to jamie and shout out to you but yes the the muscle memory about the pronunciation and being able to hear a native speaker and yourself and start to learn actually how to compare that that's something that my edtech company she ping Fong, does you know we do a lot of that listening to a native speaker and then you speak and then you you try to correct based off that And I think it's it's incredible because it's putting you in a mindset of a Chinese speaker. You know, it's when you were learning English, you were pronunciating. You're in a now a, a mindset of an English speaker, and I think you know that's such a great cultural thing. As if you don't speak any of the language of another country, you don't know how that mindset is. You know how they're thinking about things because it's completely different. Absolutely, yeah. And that, that's also a, a very interesting aspect about learning Chinese, right? Um, to to get this, because when you when you speak English as a German, I think your your structural way of your thoughts are very similarly structured. Mm -hmm. um, but of course, in Chinese, um, I think my my grammar in Chinese is also still very chaotic and not, <laughs> not very correct, I guess, because I I just speak. But yeah. I think that's that's the right the way to go, right? Just speak. Um, yeah don't think too much but if you really get to reach some level of fluency and you start maybe can can think a bit in chinese you realize that actually like it's completely different how your brain mm. kind of realizes stuff and it thinks about stuff right yeah for sure man it's 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 cool and it's you know you're now you have more access to different ways people are thinking you know you're You can empathize more <laughs> with other cultures. So I think it makes you a great potential bridge, you know, between Europe, between North America and Asia. 来宾说，大部分的德国学生都是在六到八岁左右学习英文的。那他很幸运的是，他有上过一些私人家教的课程
，而这的确对他日后学习英文非常有帮助。那在他高中的时候，因为他学校有一个双语课程，所以他修了商业管理跟英文。那他当时也参加了一个海外实习 （abroad internship）。那他本来是想要去中国，但因为他当时才十七岁，所以唯一能去的只有英国。那虽然他在那边只实习了一个月，但他认为非常有帮助，因为他觉得那样子的环境其实加速了他学习英文的过程。那虽然有一些同学也去了同一个地方，但他们大部分的时间还是用英文居多。那来宾说，这是因为他个性的关系，他喜欢去多接触人，跟他们聊天，问问题，跟多听。那至于为什么来宾会学中文，是因为他小时候，他爷爷会跟他说，这世界上有非常多的华人，所以他认为有一天华人会统治世界。再加上德国的经济跟中国的经济其实是互联的，像福斯汽车最大的收益来源其实来自中国。那来宾说，最后他很开心，他还是选择了台湾，因为这里真的是一个很棒的地方。那来宾表示，他认为学语言最重要的一方面 （aspect） 就是环境，因为他当时在德国学中文的时候，他顶多就是一个普通的学生。他也调侃自己说，那当然也跟他没有特别用功有关。那因为德文跟英文是蛮相似的，所以在语言学习上当然比中文简单一些。来宾也分享，近期跟台湾创业家聚会社团的 Jamie 通过电话。那他是一位中文非常厉害的人，还曾经跟红海集团的高层工作过。那他给来宾的建议就是在学习语言最重要的就是声调 （tones）， 因为声调不同很容易让人误会。那来宾说，每一个语言用的肌肉跟声调都不太一样，所以很重要的就是要一直重复，跟多阅读，并且说出来，还有多听母语人士的发音。那他认为要一直重复的训练你的肌肉记忆 （muscle memory）。像来宾也说，像英文的文法结构跟德文很像，但中文有点不太一样，所以他的文法也乱七八糟的。可是他认为，你的程度越来越好的时候，你就会发现你的思考跟你说话的方式都会不太一样。那我们继续来听接下来的专访吧。We're coming, unfortunately, to the end of the show here. Thank you for、uh, for following along with us, everyone listening to the NG Ingwen Show. But a question I love to end with is: if you could go back and talk to a younger Ben.、Mm-hmm. Maybe before all your language acquisition, do you think there would be any advice you give yourself? So, I think in the past, maybe I was a bit. I'm a very confrontational person. Oh, confrontational! <laughs> you like to fight. <laughs> I think it helped me sometimes. Okay, I, I feel you. I know that. I think sometimes it's also important to not be overconfident,、mm-hmm. also because that is maybe also very easily related to being an egoist or being arrogant, right?、Mm-hmm. So well said. So have have take care. Criticize yourself. Always, always criticize. Is it correct what you're saying? Is、mm. it correct what you're doing? Right.、Mm. And also, I think an important aspect is always、um, try to look at people. Like、uh, try to f- really find out if this person is is an interesting person that you want to talk to.、Mm. Like don't have a negative way of thinking when you meet a person for the first time.、Oh. Always have like a positive、yeah. maybe way of thinking. Right. I like that. Wow. Yeah. So, kind of to summarize that, you're saying there, have humility, right? And and have confidence in yourself, but don't confuse confidence, guys, with arrogance. So, making sure you're reflecting, you're introspective. Is、yeah. there ways you can do things better?、Um, can you be kinder, you know, to yourself and to others? I know I struggled with that when I was also very confrontational.、Um, mm-hmm. okay. You know, but I guess I, when I was confrontational, I look back on it. I was I was trying to prove something to others,、mm. and maybe I was scared to be honest. <laughs> you know, like I was, I had to like fight because I was smaller, 
and prove that I was a man, you know, like when I was young. And so that's a good point. That's, that's interesting, but I I love that. Yeah. So, so you're doing the reflection, you're thinking about yourself and, and I like the advice right there to think about who you're talking to start off on a positive, but I know a lot of my Taiwanese friends, they're so happy sometimes to talk to any foreigner, but guys, sometimes foreigners suck. (laughs) (laughs) Not everyone you want to be friends with and that's okay. You know, it's, it's not a, it's not a bad thing or a good thing, but you don't have to, if you don't like what a foreigner is saying, you can, you can walk away. Of course, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. But and that's that's true. But I think yeah, still always try to first have a positive mm. Im- image well of said. a person, right? And then you can st- you don't have. Of course, you cannot be friends with everyone. Like people are too different, right? Yeah, yeah, man. It's it's great. Positive attitude. I love it. 来宾认为过去的他是一个蛮容易起冲突的人 ，confrontational。虽然有时候蛮有用的，但他也认为很重要的一点是不要太过有自信。因此很容易变成傲慢 ，arrogant， 所以要谦虚 ，humility， 并且在认识人的时候要保持着正面的态度，但也要好好看清楚对方是个什么样的人。那同时，来宾也认为要沉思 ，reflective， 也要反省 ，introspective， 自己对别人跟自己是否足够友善。而且像 John 说的，他其实有注意到有一些台湾人很喜欢跟外国人聊天跟认识，这边有什么不好？但是要记得是不是所有外国人都是好人啊？这就是所谓的“害人之心不可有，防人之心不可无”吧。那我们就谢谢今天的来宾 Benjamin。Well, Ben, where can people find your podcast? Where can they find more about you? Maybe on LinkedIn or online. Exactly.、Um, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. Benjamin Doring, D O E R I N G. <laughs> nice.、Um, and my podcast is called Taiwan Stella Podcast. It's available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all the possible channels that are. Out there, nice. The there we go. All right, my man. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the NG Ingwen show. Thank you, man. It's、yeah. my first first interview, right? Hey, <laughs> love that. Yes, you've been a host、I、before. Now you're a guest. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so honored, man. There we go. Thanks, man. I,、uh, you know, this is it's a small part of my work, but I love this show. So thank you for for coming on, and thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you next time. All right. Talk to you again. Maybe my podcast. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on the NG Ingwen Show. We appreciate your time here and your efforts for making that progress to learning about new people and hopefully learning a little more language tools and tips along the way. Please follow along with Ben wherever you can find him and myself, John Drummond eight nine or Young Holland on social media. All right, everyone. We'll talk to you next time. Peace. All right. Well, that is our NG Ingwen show for today. We hope everyone enjoyed listening to that. You can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and now Spotify. You can search NG Ingwen, or you can search on IG NG English I C R T. And don't forget to tune in every Wednesday morning from six thirty to seven, and Wednesday night from nine to nine thirty. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye bye.